Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee with the Cowgirls, Mindy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Thanks for being on here. Um, this morning, we've got a very special guest with us, uh, one of Remy's friends. Her name is Mindy Barkmeyer, and she is from Scottsdale, Arizona. And she's graciously agreed to be on here with us this morning. Um, she's got quite the story and shares a lot of similarities with Remy and I um, being a boy mom, a horsewife, among many other things. But uh, before we get into that, we'll do just probably a little banter, as we always do, from the weekend. Uh, Brookshire, I know you don't like it, but you still didn't answer my phone calls. So call me back, Joel. I think <laughs> that you must It's not really like an inside it. joke. It's a, a good friend of ours uh, told us that we should go straight into our thing. And then I called, he sent me a long text message and then I called him and he still didn't call me back. So now just every week I'm going to call him out until he calls me back. Um, I love that he's a loyal listener. Ready? Yeah, that's, you got to have those. I know. He's a loyal listener. Speaking of loyal listeners, um, Remy and I have been getting a, a lot of mail, fan mail. Lately. Oh, cool. That's awesome. It is awesome. And um, it's, it's so many good things. Like some days you wonder if you're making a difference and I kind of think we might be. Yeah. You got to figure out wherever you can reach and then just yeah, I just here. think that, <laughs> like uh, every week, I every week I put up the links and I'm like, oh, please like, subscribe, shout into the void, push it off the edge of the, edge of the universe. <laughs> Use this background noise. I like yeah, that like, one. I just put all this stuff and very few people respond to it. So I was like, oh, oh they're not listening to it. <laughs> Until you say something you don't want out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, then they're listening. Lot, so. <laughs> yeah, then they're all listening. Uh, <laughs> How was your weekend? It, mine, I'm just, we just got back from two weeks in Alaska. So it's been a little touch and go because school starts on the 10th. And once again, I've overcommitted myself with all of my volunteer activities. Um, and we have oh, a God bless camp. you. You volunteer <laughs> mom both of us, Breck. I'm that mom. And it's, I always, when I, when I commit, it sounds like a great idea until the time comes. And then I'm like, oh what did I do? But I've done it. So I'm going to follow through and um, hopefully it doesn't affect anybody but me. <laughs> so it's been a little crazy just getting everything together for school. And I love that you're that mom who does all the volunteering. I wish I could be that mom. Oh yeah. I'm not. Well. <laughs> Are you Remy? I know you do some. Do you some. probably do it to my level. I do. Like I do enough. I, uh, I'd rather like go and do things for them without being tied down because again, it always seems like a, it's like coaching for me, you know, like baseball, like it seemed like a really good idea at the time. Exactly. And, and then it wasn't, I do, I do know I have one thing I have to do, which is not until uh, May, but. May, uh, <laughs> I hope you're prepared. So yeah. the, uh, the, where my boys, where my boys go to school, their middle school goes up on Palomar mountain and camps for a week. Okay. And my, oh my middle, gosh, I'm gonna do that with them. Yeah. So my middle two boys run cross country, and the cross country coach is like this guy. Like, 
he was in the military. He's like this older guy. He's super funny, but he's like very strict. I really like him anyway. And he comes up to me at the end of last year and he goes, I need to talk to you. And I'm thinking my boys did something. I'm thinking they're in trouble, right? He's like, right, because that's where really, we always go. <laughs> like, I really need to talk to you. And he goes, okay, so on a camping trip, I need you because I need a strong woman and I cannot deal with these girls. He's like, so you are going on the camping trip. <laughs> so for sure, I got one volunteer thing that I'm like, Oh, got it. <laughs> you're well, probably good for a while now if you do that. Oh yeah, you're definitely. Yeah, you. I like, like I like to do things. I just I like to volunteer my mom for more things. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd want to do too. And she's good. Like she's awesome. She's fantastic at it. I just well in my area. All the moms are super eager to volunteer. So it's almost like a challenge if I can actually get in there and get a spot. So once again, we're competing. <laughs> it's like the circle of our life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we joke on here that like I run the gamut between like the crafty mom that does like all the cups individualized for teachers and then yeah. like <clears throat> showing up barely dressed with my kids on time. So I like <laughs> to like if there was like a hot mess bingo board for moms i like, like to shocking on all of them. i love it i love it Just, uh, actually speaking of like making things so my seen my son that's going to be a senior he uh they have a system called a house system so i guess it's kind of like um there's some movie out that does this what it, what would it be Harry no, Potter the house. Yes, Harry Potter. <laughs> and so, but he goes to a Catholic school, so it's all the I same. Say, I was like, doesn't he go to a Catholic school? So yeah, he does. Okay. And so it's kind of weird that they would even go off that, but it's kind of, I would I would compare it more to like a sorority or fraternity. Okay, so, so. in fairness, a lot yeah. of Ivy Leagues have houses too, not even that are frats or sororities. Like, oh. You know, they have houses. They have houses. Yeah. Good to know. So anyway, he is the leader now of his house. So of course... I have the genius idea that he needs to make incoming freshman little gift bags. So guess who's making gift bags? You, no, no, no. That you have to make. You are. <laughs> I'm making oh, gift bags. Bags turning out <laughs> for survival freshman kids, and I'm like, who are you? Who do you think you are? Again, idea, great. Yeah. Execution sucks, man. Right. I just, um, I do this here. I did the same thing. Like I'll buy all these like really cool cups or bags or whatever for the teachers. Uh, last year for Valentine's Day, the boys wanted to make um, custom candy boxes on the cricket, which again seemed like this great <laughs> idea. And I got halfway through it and I was like, "Fuck it, your teachers are the only ones getting custom boxes. We are not doing this for the rest of your class. I'm gonna go insane." But you own a cricket, so let's just recognize I, that yeah i do own a cricket because i like to make weird things <laughs> i find that Randomly. impressive she does and it is it's like this manic thing where i'm like i made 15 cups and like 19 t-shirts and something today and then i also have silk screening stuff because i decided i was going to silk screen one day wow wow uh, a lot of these things you know like we watched all the tiktoks about adhd and women and i'm like 100 oh, percent me Sorry, I circle back. I do circle back to them, and I use them. Gets to make them a uses it for a day, loses interest, and doesn't get picked in, back up in for another general, year. It's because I, I need to make awards, and then I get sidetracked because oh, if yes. I'm going to make thirty shirts that say JR Productions on them, I'm also going to make one with like a mermaid riding a unicorn too, just to make myself <laughs> happy. <laughs> uh. 
I love it. That's funny. Got to love it. How was your weekend? I drank too much on Saturday because I, okay, I didn't drink too much on Saturday. I didn't eat it all on Friday oh. or on Saturday. Can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You really can't do it after having kids. Like when I was younger, I could still do that and be okay. Yes. You are uh, not 25 anymore. No. And we get a constant reminder of that, don't we? Yeah, and I saw I drank too much. Uh, <laughs> James too much? Me, James uh, brought me flowers, and I slept on the couch. Oh. That was nice. nice. And then... Uh, because you had the flu? The flu. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, Sunday, I can't remember what we did. And then Monday, we went to the beach, because it's hot right now. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, can't, I guess I can't talk because you live in Scottsdale. So. Yeah. Oof. I really can't talk either because I've just got back from been Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I've been very busy in the house. So I've been telling Brad I can't make it to the barn as much as he would like me to. So yeah, I'll, I'll be there a lot in September, October, November. <laughs> You got maturity. You got maturity season coming up. You'll be out yeah, there. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't wreck. Were you still nursing sick children this weekend? I was nursing myself. I was in bed by ten o'clock on Saturday. Oh, that's late for me. <laughs> ten o'clock is late. Oh, because you guys work all. Yeah, yeah, we're crazy hours. Yeah. I was gonna say. Brad's probably like up on his like six set of horses by now. So you know. oh yeah, yeah. He called me to make sure I was awake. And I'm like, what are you? I doing? called Brett to make sure she was awake. So. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I may have overslept this morning because I've been sick and not sleeping. Our power went out. I did. I was sleeping well last night, and Remy's ability is she can get ready in 10 minutes i can't but i did this morning you know when you set the bar really low though like of what it looks like to be ready you get ready really fast (laughs) i always like like if i have like just eyeshadow on or like a little longer eyeliner people are like man you look really fancy today. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like yeah. I set that bar so low for expectations. <laughs> or no, James will be like, one day, Brandon and I, I we were going to a horse show. And because I wear no makeup, uh-oh, just a second. Bless you. I told you guys, I'm like, sneezing, coughing. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway. Because I don't wear makeup. I'm usually in gym shorts and a t-shirt or a t-shirt, tank top, and jeans. Looking like crazy. I wore a tank top that looked nice. Jeans. I had makeup on. And I had done my hair with a baseball hat. And he goes, why are you dressed up? I'm like, this is what it's come to. (laughs) A baseball hat with my hair tied back nicely makeup and a nice tank top and the only reason the tank top was nice is because it wasn't stained or faded it was just a five dollar tank top from target and now that puts me in the class of being classy oh my god we probably should do something together once in a while 
But isn't it great? Because when you actually do need to get dressed up and you do put a little bit of effort into it, people are amazed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mindy, I have felt like... Yes, I I like it. I have felt like shit for the last week and we've literally done nothing. We've actually been bored this week because we're usually gone. We're usually... Um, So it's kind of weird. It, It feels... This week has felt weird. And maybe it was God saying you have to be sick so you do stay home. Yeah, relax. But I got dressed up to make supper on Sunday night. Because <laughs> I was tired of looking like shit. Did you did you put on high heels too? I looked hot while I was doing supper. I did. Um, uh, I went for a asked me, he's like, is, what is going on? And I'm like, I felt like shit, Brandon, so I needed to do something with this because <laughs> there's quite possibly a chance that I've been in the same clothes for three days. I don't, I'm not really sure. But did you make a casserole? <laughs> Something in the crock pot? Something similar. Because <laughs> I was in the market and I saw this like 136 casseroles and all I could think is like, mm, uh, I don't know how to make all of these because she's from the Midwest. <laughs> I got talent, girl. <laughs> so <laughs> just talking about the cruise, you have to dress up. So the one night I decide to wear heels is the night that I also slip on the stairs going back up to the elevator and my hand slips as I'm falling. <laughs> so I, and the stairs don't have a back to them. So I, my hand is stuck through the stairs. I'm laid out on this stairwell and everybody's walking around me like you freaking idiot. And my husband, I'm laughing. I'm laughing hysterically. I can't even get up. And my husband, Brad's not even laughing. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? This is your opportunity. So was he worried or scared or why wasn't he laughing? I don't know why he wasn't laughing. (laughs) If I was with you, I would have peed my pants. Yes. I was almost there. So that was on my last time wearing heels. I don't think it was a reminder to myself of why I don't of do why that. you don't wear heels anymore. Yes. Again, I've thing. never been on a cruise, but I do know what you're talking about. Like you have to dress up at night and stuff. Right. So did you have to do like a whole shopping experience to go on your cruise? So I would have. Right. You would have. You would have had to, Remy. Uh I think the okay, so I James and I used to go on cruises and I think that I uh Wore the same dress to dinner on all of them. It still sits in my closet. It is black and white. It probably doesn't fit me anymore. Uh, but after the first cruise, we didn't go to formal nights. We would like eat because they have like other restaurants on the boat. Mm-hmm. We just... So we didn't nest because it was an Alaskan cruise. They didn't have formal night. They called it resort casual. So they want you like in slacks and a sweater or something like that. But I just tried to elevate it on that last night. Like, I'm making Not a here. Yeah. And put on some wedges. And that didn't dirty. So <laughs> won't be doing that again. Yeah. Uh, oh post-project, I can't wear heels either. I like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've never been lots of where people like to dress up. And yeah, there you I go mean, again. So just, um, was it just you and Brad who went? Or did you no, go? We took the boys as well. So we went on a cruise that was, um, I would say, the normal age of the people that were there were probably 70 to 80. 
My mom just got back from Alaska. It's kind of like living in Arizona, Mindy. <laughs> I know Brad and I were oddly comfortable with our surroundings. Yeah. Our kids, well, not so much. Well, that was like, uh, I was telling breakfast stories. So uh, last winter we went to purgatory and I'm waiting in line. And all of a sudden I look up and I was like, man, that guy looks like Brad Barkmeyer. And I was like, oh my God, it is Brad. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. I was probably on my fifth time down the bunny hill. That's why I didn't see you. He's like, oh, we're not going to ski today. Can we turn That would have been me as well. <laughs> but I was, I was just, he was like, when you don't recognize people out there, you're like, what are you, uh, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Why, why are, are you on ski, my vacation? Why are you on the ski rental counter? <laughs> so yeah. uh, how long were you on the cruise for? So we did a land cruise uh, or land tour first for a week. And then we did um, the cruise for a week. Oh, you guys were gone for a while then. Yeah. It was very odd that my husband was comfortable for that long, a stretch of time without wearing jeans or being on the back of a horse. Oh yeah. It's so good and probably needed. Oh yes. Very much needed. And, but they did your laundry. They fed you. It was lovely. I forgot. I didn't want to come home. I didn't want to come home. And I think I'm that girl. Like I didn't, I thought I was like very self-sufficient and I am, but I think I don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that I anymore. Now. <laughs> I didn't know there was another side. I didn't know that was an option, but now I want it. <laughs> I always joke, like if I could win the lottery. Remy has it. She's got a oh. house cleaner. I have a lady that cleans my house once a week. Sounds so bougie, Remy. Because. <laughs> I don't, I don't have, I don't have that. I'm supposed, I'm supposed to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm still supposed to, to clean my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I really want a laundry, I want a laundry elf. Yes. You know, my mom, my mom, like, when it gets really bad, my mom helps me, but I'm always like, I can do it. Cause I'm also anal about how it gets done. So, oh, I gotta let that go. I, I do, but I can't. So uh, part, part of it is that our water here smells funny. It's like the manganese in the water. I like okay. because someone told me this. Anyway, our water smells funny. So I like very particular how I get my laundry done, which means that it stacks up a lot more often. Than yes, I get it. I The first order of business when my kids could reach the laundry was, or the washing machine was to teach them how to do their own laundry. She and told somebody, me that yesterday and I really feel like I failed as a mother because I did not require that. And I feel like I, I should have, uh, and I, I don't I, think it's too late to implement that in I my life, but make mine switch the loads for me, but I like load them because I gotta put like OxyClean in first and then the right amount of detergent and the right temperatures, because again, our water smells funny. Right. And then I do all the folding, but I make them put everything away. Oh, there. Yeah. And I you do all the folding because like I do a lot of laundry together because I have two washers and dryers because you don't listen to <laughs> the whole thing. I got two washers and dryers and I uh, don't separate. I mean, I separate like cottons, jeans, whatever, but I don't separate anything else out. And when I try and have anyone else help me separate, then they come in. Now, mind you, they've separated it themselves. They're like, this isn't my shirt. And I was like, well, great. You took it and you folded it and you put it away. But so you wear it. <laughs> yeah, so 
<laughs> well, well, Kyle, my oldest will just wear the crop top look. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's what I was going to say is you have to let go of some of that because not you necessarily, but me, you know, and like they put away, they both have to do the dishes. One loads them and one empties the dishwasher. And oh, my cabinets are a mess, but I had to let that go because it was one thing off of my plate and it was, it's worth it to me. But Mindy, I, I feel like that's where I'm at. I just, let it go and i'm comfortable yeah. living in the mess of it all you know <laughs> that is what happened rick also has no living room furniture so for longtime listeners she was at the furniture store she didn't get baby anything. steps remy baby steps i'm just putting put my toe, toe in the in water, the water. <laughs> is it because you can't make a decision or it's taking a long no, time no <laughs> mindy i definitely wouldn't say i can't make a decision no i just like she Holy decided to shit, not spend like, money. That was her decision. <laughs> yeah. When did living room furniture become $4,000? I'm not it's ridiculous. It. Yeah. And so oh. we're never in the house. We have, if I'm not in the barn, we're down at the lake. And oh. I love to be down there. And so I've made this decision. And now I've become also headstrong. People ask me about it all the time. And I'm like, well, Want to know how long I can go without living furniture? Probably for quite some time. I I told her to go for the dorm room look, like the beanbag chair, beanbags, yes, plastic table in the middle. Yes, like well, not I don't mean, that. that's because so we got a couch not too long ago, and we ordered it in April and didn't get it. I don't know. It took it like eight months or nine months to oh, get. Oh no, this. Mindy, I'm not that girl. No, I walk <laughs> into that thing and I'm just like, huh. And they, you know, then they're approaching you. What can we help you with? You have right. to be shopping for something today. Honestly, I'm not. I've never been in here. I just want to see what your store looks like, is what I would say. <laughs> and if it doesn't say, like, can take home today, I'm not looking. Yeah. And I just, I mean, it was overwhelming, to be quite honest with you. Do you have I'm Ikea's? Not a do you have Ikea's by you? What? Do you have Ikea's by you? Yes, but you have to assemble everything, Remy. I know, but it's like a team building exercise. I'm really <laughs> feeling like you're trying to revert back to college, so I'm just trying to like yeah. make that last push for you. No, you I am going to go back and into the there, and their assembly is literally just screwing the bottom feet on. I know. I built a lot of IKEA furniture in my day. I'm not building <laughs> IKEA furniture. I, you end up with a lot of random pieces. Okay, so we've had a very nice banter. It is 22 minutes, so now let's talk well, about... Well, no, um, getting, getting to know Mindy, actually. I mean, yeah. now we know that her kids do more than our kids and that she volunteers <laughs> a lot more than we will ever volunteer. Yes. Yes. Look, Mindy is the kind of She's mom... making us look bad is what's happening. <laughs> oh, with yeah. With you, Remy. So when I approached Breck about having Mindy on, so I've known Mindy, I don't know, like 15 years now. So I... Love Mindy. She's very similar to my friend Michelle Cheek because she's like all sunshine and warmth, but like enough sass to where you're like, oh, that's a real person. That's not just like. <laughs> well, I talked to her for five minutes on the phone yesterday and um, I told you, I'm like, it was a super easy conversation. And you can tell right away that she's a very real and genuine person. Um, oh, thank you. You always wonder how people perceive you. Well, and it's yeah. always, you know, you go to all your negative you ever wonder that? Me? I know yeah. how people perceive me, and it's not great. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. I've never met anybody that says anything negative about you. Thank God. No, I just, uh, 
I just, yeah. But people like you, Mindy. You're <laughs> all sunshine and warmth. Well, thank um, you. So our whole thing is, what, I don't know. You start, Breck. Okay. Well, Breck's um, a better interviewer than me, too. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I took away from my five-minute conversation with Mindy is that, um, well, Remy and I are both extremely different as women, but we have a lot in common. And I felt the same way after our conversation. Um, for those of you who don't know, just quickly sum it up, but um, Mindy will explain more, I'm sure. Her husband's um, an AQHA professional horseman in the performance cow horse industry. And he ropes and does cow horse. And along with Mindy's kids who are quite different. And um, Mindy had to take a step back as I'm, I felt a lot like talking to myself because she was a horsewoman and she still is. But when she had kids, she had to take a step back in order to raise the kids and be at the helm of the program, I'm sure. Right? Yes, very much so. And that's what I found interesting. Um, that's one of the things that I found interesting, I should say, is that transition because I meet so many women who probably they don't live horse lives like us because they're not married to a professional horseman as well. We all are. And so being in the horse industry is a different look for us. The women that I meet are or a lot of the women that I meet or talk with, they own a couple horses and they're doing it on their own. Um, their husband has different interests, but they still have a hard time finding the time to be the horsewoman that they want to be. But what most people don't understand is that we have the same problems, even though from the outside looking in, it looks like we're living the dream and getting to do all the things that we've ever wanted to do. But in reality, it's not true. So I would love for you to talk about that, like from where you started, Mindy, and to where you got to today and how that has changed over the years and how you dealt with it, because I think it's super hard. Oh, yeah, it is very hard. And I think I speak for a lot of women in our industry to where you are wearing multiple hats. You're not just, you know, they see us at horse shows where it looks like we have it all together, but they don't see the behind the scenes of, um, you know, the the hardship of feeling like you're relevant still in, in this life and in this business. And because you're, you know, I'm Bryce and Zane's mom and I'm Brad's wife, but who am, you know, do you remember me as yeah. And so the once every three years that I get to show, you know, I, I might have a little lucky streak and then it's like, oh, there I am. But then inevitably that horse gets sold and, you know, or I, I, I don't have time. Like right now I had a horse at the Derby that made the finals and I can't show it at the next show. I don't, I don't have time. I'm making freshman survival kits. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm doing all these things that I've, I've put on myself as well as just life, you know, just, um, making sure that Brad's sponsorships are all up to date and that I'm doing the social media for him and that, you know, our, our mortgage insurance is paid. And, you know, I mean, it's just a lot of things that there's not a lot of gratitude for, but that need to get done, you know, that to help Brad be who he is 
or my boys be successful in their life. It's Isn't that like so like I don't I women are built like that. Yeah. Like and I I women are built like that. Like you just said it in so many words and I've definitely felt that and I see other women doing it too. You take a step back to give them the leg up and right sure that you love it you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it right and and i mean now that my boys are a little older i can level with them on a on a more um having a more adult conversation with them as they will never outdo me and i that's how i've designed it i've designed it so i will always be doing more for them I want to be there for them. I want, but the appreciation and the gratitude has to come back in some way. So, and you know, it gets off balance sometimes. And that's when you have to have those hard conversations with your husband and your kids, because it does get all about Brad sometimes. And, and he's great. He's amazing at trying to keep that balance, but it's, I could see where wives and women in this industry, it can be the other way around to where you start feeling like you are just beat down because it's take, 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 and that bucket never gets filled back in. So no. that's where I've had to speak up for myself and be my own advocate and say, hey, you guys are taking and you keep taking and my bucket's not getting filled. And not that I need, I don't need to go have a massage and I don't need you guys to make Instagram. I need that. I need that. <laughs> well. <laughs> I want that. No, but it's, 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 we, we have this conversation. We honestly have this conversation a lot. And a lot of women, and it's it's been better in the last 10 to 20 years where people are starting to vocalize, right? Like, I'm not your stepping stone. I'm not, right. I, I will be your help me, but you have to, it isn't a week off, right? It's not a day off. It's not this, because the problem is all the things that you're just talking about, right? They mentally drain you. They emotionally oh, drain you yes. because yes. you're the vessel that all the bad comes into, right? Like you're the mm-hmm. safe spot for everyone. But at the same time, like you're spending so much of your mental, emotional, spiritual energy, making sure everyone's taken care of. And like you said, it's not the Instagram post, right? It's not the massage. It's the, no. it's noticing what someone's done for you. Right. It's this, yes. uh, for me, it's better to have the small things. And, Absolutely. And I mean, you just like Breck and I, you run your business with Brad. Now is Brad the main name? Yes. But as someone that grew up in the industry, right? Like I see all the wives behind the scenes making sure everything gets taken care of. But you know, there's a lot of clients that don't either. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, and it's like, well, oh, well, like, that should just that should just get done. Yeah, it should. Let me put it on my list. What yeah, sure. Good for you. I'll get to that. So um, one of my friends is a photographer and last year at the Run for a Million, um, she took a picture of me taking a picture of Brad and I'm like, that sums it all up. So I'm smiling because I'm so proud of Brad. So it's the wife behind the camera taking the picture of the husband that she's so proud of so she can promote it on social media. Social media. Yeah. So she so can make them. Cool she captured that moment for you. I know. It's so, that it's actually cool. a really special moment that I, I, I love it. And I just feel like it's such a, it's a picture of me, but it's actually a picture of all of us that are in this industry. Like, we wouldn't change it. We wouldn't change the support that we give our husbands or our kids or the love, but it's just sometimes they have to fill that bucket back up and whatever that looks like for you. For me, it's like, Hey mom, thank you for doing this. Thank you yeah. for noticing. Thank you for, you know, being there when I needed you think whatever it is, you know, and that's, that's it. That's all 
that I need to feel like I've, I'm appreciated for the little things that I've done or the big well, things. Whatever yeah, it is. Say is, I think too, with me, is being a boy mom, right? Like you're responsible for creating exactly good men. So yes. the, the hard part is if you are always acting as that step up, right? They get to understand that women have a certain place at the same time. If you don't make your feelings known, then they just think it's weak or, or expected, right? Exactly. And like, that's this very funny thing. We can choose to be all those things. And most of us do choose to be those things. We're not forced to be those things, but the acknowledgement makes them aware for future relationships that you have to acknowledge the effort put in. Yes. And I think that's a huge thing that we try to really teach our boys is the communication. Because if you don't have communication in any relationship, it's, you don't, you know, there's nothing there. You know, I, I want them to be able to express to me when they're upset or I've done something that makes them feel, well, right now it's embarrassed. <laughs> and I, which I don't understand because I'm such a cool mom, but it's them being embarrassed by something I did or angry with me or whatever that they can come to me and they can tell me that and we can have a conversation about it. And Brad's really good about um, enforcing that as well. And we try to show that in our relationship too. Like it's on the outside, we might look smiley and happy and, but that's what we want you to see. We don't, nobody needs to see our, our downfalls or our, our struggles or whenever we have an issue with each other, that's for when you're behind closed doors. And so, but when we are I behind, struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have our looks that we are giving each other, but you know, we try not to make it super um, obvious in, in public, but, uh, it, at home, we'll have those discussions with each other and try to keep it on, you know, I'm, I'm more, um, spirited. I'll call myself where I'm maybe will yell That's a little what bit. I would call myself too. <laughs> spirited. Um, but Brad is very, he's very calm. He'll talk about things. So I hope that my kids see that and they're able to see that you can have a conversation and get somewhere with any relationship through conversation, not just screaming and hollering or you're able to get your views across and I think too in this world that we live in with all these different um, views of life and, and politics that we don't have to see eye to eye we don't have to be on the same playing field we don't have to have the same views on our religion or politics or our sexuality to even get along we just have to be understanding and see each other's sides um Mindy, I have a question and, uh, you know, Remy's always been a competitor. I mean, she's a very solid, she's a professional. She's, um, where I've always, I've been, what? <laughs> so that's up for debate. No, it's I'm not. not a professional. <laughs> I've been more like the coach. Um, I've stepped into more coaching roles and I think that part of it has come from I've always been a competitor my whole life, but because I'm the wife of a horseman and we sell horses as well, um, and now our boys ride quite often or a lot, um, it gets expensive. The horsepower is not always there. I definitely take whatever is left over and the horses that I ride usually get sold right away too. Yes. Um, but I, it is, My question is, I got to get to this. Um, 
because you, you, I'm sure, showed a lot before you had kids, and then you probably started drawing back from that. Um, do you feel like you've lost a little bit of the competitiveness because you've become such a cheerleader and coach for all of those around you? So I actually didn't show. I didn't show until 2013. Um, that was my first time showing. So when Brad and I met, I was 17 and I did more of the rodeo thing. I didn't even know about horse shows because I grew up in Eastern New Mexico and that wasn't really around. So Brad graduated college from Montana State, moved to New Mexico to work for a rope horse trainer. And um, that's how we met. I was going to college and I needed a job where I could clean stalls and still go to school. And it was just something that was flexible. Plus a cute guy worked there. I mean, who wouldn't want to that job? So it, I, I didn't know a lot about it. So I just kind of, um, kind of got into it just through Brad, you know, and I was just looking for a job. So then I finished college and Brad had moved to Montana. I mean, to Arizona. So I moved out to Arizona to be with Brad. Well, then I was career focused. I'd, I was a rodeo queen before that. And so I did a lot of rodeo queen stuff, did a lot of rodeo, you know, and so then being here, then we got married when I was 23. So it was super, you know, it was kind of like a fast track where we were together for five years prior to that. But um, I wasn't, I, I was kind of like trying to find myself, you know, trying to find out who, who I was away from being a rodeo queen and being the focus of in New Mexico, it's small. So when you're, I was a state fair queen, which is a big deal. So I was going to all the concerts and if I needed something, I had a number to call, you know, because so-and-so could get you into this. And if I needed a new a truck to go somewhere to a rodeo, I would call this dealership. And, you know, so it, it was very odd being in Arizona where I knew nobody. And so I got a job at Four Seasons and did a lot of their public relations stuff. And, you know, it was fun because it was fancy here and I got to wear heels all the time. And, um, then I got married and had Bryce and, um, it, that was a huge adjustment for me because it wasn't, I wasn't rodeo queen anymore. I wasn't the, um, face in the small town anymore. I wasn't, I was just Bryce's mom at that point. And that was a huge adjustment. And then, you know, Brad took off on his, we opened our own training facility. Brad worked for Al Dunning for eight years and then we opened our own business. And then it was all about just trying to grow his business and do what I knew how to do best, which was marketing. And so I try to take on that role. So I try to constantly put myself in a place where I was relevant, but there's a lot of times where I have stepped back and been like, what the heck? Who, who am I? Would the boys, I have a senior, he's going to college next year. You know, Zane's a freshman. He's doing his own thing. Who am I? And it's a constant um, conversation that I have to have with myself and a reminder that, you know, I was made for something too. I wasn't made just to be Brad's wife or Brad's cheerleader or these boys cheerleaders. You know, I have a purpose in this life as well. And so while it's hard, cause you don't have a lot of time, I don't have time to learn how to make jewelry or I bought a really fancy camera cause I thought I was going to be a, a photographer. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to run it. So I've gotten into these things where, Oh, and I <clears throat> versus for a while. Well, that, that was so silly because I don't have the time to do that. I don't have time to come up with new and creative things, but um, making my kids and my husband, again, making me relevant in their lives and what I'm doing and being appreciative, I think has helped me not feel like I was 
um, irrelevant in this whole thing. I feel like what you're saying a hundred percent, like you lose relevance and, um, Remy and I haven't even talked about this. We usually talk about really, well, it's not even, it's not odd stuff. It's like shit that's happening in our lives. It's making us feel this way or that way. But, um, I don't do well in like our down season and right now is, I mean, and I can't even say it's down because we have been more busy than usual in the summer where the summer is usually not as busy for us as the winter in the fall spring but I've been having like it's been tough for me because I'm like I don't know who or what I want to do now I'm having a hard time finding myself I've had thoughts of going back to corporate America over the last three weeks. And I'm like, yes. I bizarre remember to too. talk me out of that, Remy. Like, <laughs> get a hold of me. Tell me, no, we're not doing that again. Never I mean, tell your husband. This is what's happen. I haven't even talked to him. I mean, but no, it's because of the downtime. And mm-hmm. I don't do well with that. And I know that. The wreck is in the last few winters they've gone to Arizona so now she's had winters full of people instead of not so full of people but yeah. for me it's the same thing right like I <laughs> I had a very specific plan for my life as much as I get specific on plans because I'm a horrible organizer which is fine it's not a good thing <laughs> but I was uh, like you know I was I was supposed to go to college I was supposed to get that degree I was supposed to go to graduate school and you I was going to get a you know, I was either going to be a lawyer or a professor. I had this track and, um, Remy's, Remy's got a degree in medieval history. Yeah. <laughs> Super helpful. Um, and it's just, it's, so I, I had this very specific track. I, I met James, we dated off and on, and then we got serious. Then we got married and I'm where I am now, which I don't dislike. So that sounds horrible, right? I really like my life, but even our business changed. So James used to give all the clinics and lessons. Part of it is I didn't want to give up my non-pro status for other things. But the other thing is I didn't want to deal with people, right? Like I wanted to deal with the people I wanted to deal with, but like I was happy to pop in earbuds and round pen horses for myself and for other trainers, right? I was happy to be cleaning stalls and busting my ass for other people and myself included and not need any of the accolades, right? I didn't need it because I grew up a horse trainer's daughter. I knew what came with being the face, right? You have to talk to more people. You have to be more engaging. You have to be all these things. And now I don't think I'm cold. You have to be willing to not fight in public. That too. (laughs) Uh, But like, it's one of those things where it's, I, I don't think I'm cold, but I'm not bubbly. Like I'm very warm, I'm very passionate, but I'm not bubbly. So I can be off putting. So for a long time, James did all those things and I did the cow stuff. Like not that he didn't, but like if we needed to switch out cow leases, I was your girl. I drove the truck and trailer. I checked pets. I did those things and he did them too, but I did as much as I could to stay away from people. Mm -hmm. Really is what it comes down to. And then James started to get burnt out and then we kind of switched roles because that's the thing dealing with the public in any customer service capacity drains you or maybe not you drains drains a lot of people drains me (laughs) and uh so then we switched the other thing is I just became more confident right like that I didn't need to hide how good I was because I was very good 
behind, oh, well, James is good in this. Well, I know these things. It's true. He helped me get there. But then I'm good in my own right, right? Like I'm an open rider in my own in my own right. I train horses in my own right, not just because who I'm married to. But you do lose yourself, right? Like every time you have a kid, it takes a little more of you. And it does not matter how empathetic your husband is, your your partner, whatever. It does not matter how empathetic they are. They do not understand the piece of you that goes missing. And you can rebuild parts of it, but they still don't understand that. Right. And it's the other thing too, like what makes a lot of men successful also makes them a little bit of an asshole. That you know? that is very true. And we see it a so lot. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's tough because you want them to be successful, but at the same time, you're like, I'm just asking to be seen. I'm not right. in competition with you. I just want to be seen for what I am. And I think when you are in relationships with competitive men, it does become a competition to the but for me, it's not a competition. I just want to be no. seen. Exactly. Want to be appreciated for what I am. Well, and I don't know if you girls feel the same way, but I know when I do have a horse and I am showing, there's also that that um, feeling of you're being selfish. You're taking, you know, because you our husbands know. get yes, our husbands get paid to do this. Their entries are paid. We're paying our own entries. There's a lot of pressure that comes. I've, I've taken all that. this time away from my kids. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. And you know, even though Brad is very good about encouraging me, no, you need this. You deserve this. You, it's fine. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't. It's still on you as a mom and as a professional. It's a sickness, I think. Yes, it's that true. is a sickness because um, this winter we had a little mare that, in I'm not like, I'm really good at coaching people. I know that. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm the greatest competitor anymore. But it's. I, it's, I think it's something in my head. I don't know. You for sure. There was a spell. I was winning a lot. And I had this little mare that I just loved. And I was winning on her. And people come and they want to buy her. And Brandon mm-hmm. said, no, I believe that we're going to keep that horse for Breck. She is so comfortable on her, doing good things. We're going to keep it for her. She disappeared. She, she has internet. Go. She has internet goblins. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, that was a phone call. Potential spam. Anyhow, um, I, I, I'm like, I told the people cause they're like, Brandon said, he's not going to sell it for you. And I was like, that's not the business we're in. If you want to buy her, she is for sale. She is yours. And we sold her and I kind of regret it, but it is a business that we're in. And I don't it know. Is. It's horrible. Yeah. We, um, actually bought a little horse and Everybody looked at him and he was scrawny and this was just last year, the year before skinny and nobody liked him. And he was, he was fried. And I thought I had just put down my really good bridal horse that I'd won a ton on. And I thought I'm, we need to buy him bottom for next to nothing. And Brad thought, Oh, she is crazy, but I'm going to do this for her. Cause her heart's broken. We ended up selling that horse to a very well-known trainer for a lot of money. And, but I still see that horse winning and you have that that pit in your gut because you're like it's what we do it's what it's you know that's a feather in brad's cap because he got him you know trained well and now he's going on to do well and but it still stinks because you have to have that mindset of it's not we can't keep them all it's that's the other thing is you have like you were talking about before women that have one or two horses that their husbands maybe work in corporate america they can keep those horses we can't you have to be in that mindset of this is our business. This is what we do. 
Obviously, we did a good enough job showing them whether we want to take credit for that or not. And they've got to go on. They've got to move. Like I said, I feel I'm pretty sure that we can all three say that we feel very blessed that we get to live this life. Absolutely. I've, I've never wanted to be anything other than a horse girl. And now I get to do it full time. Does it look differently than what I thought it would? Yeah. Would I want it any other way? Probably not. But what is the life is actually like compared to what I think a lot of other people on the outside looking in see is, is so different. It is not so different. Yeah. Um, yes. All three of us get to ride extremely nice horses. Um, yes, we get to travel and we get to see very beautiful parts of the country and meet very we get, cool see, we get to see all the Walmarts across the country. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> we get to sleep in parking lots all over America. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's super bougie. It's a very bougie lifestyle. It is all of what they think it is and more. But no, it it is a lot of sacrifice. That's it's a ton. I don't think that people see. So no. James, the year before we had kids, uh, we knew we were we were planning on having kids. So James goes, "Go show every horse show you want to go to. Go show." And so I went to a lot of our shows. And I remember he came with me to the pre-faturity and he hadn't been to any of the big shows. And I set my alarm, we go to sleep, we're up in Paso, uh, in Paso Rebels in Central California. And I set my alarm and he, like, my alarm goes off at 1.30. He goes, why are you getting up? I said, oh, I gotta go school horses. He's like, it's 1.30 in the morning. I said, yeah, it's when you school horses. <laughs> he comes out and he's just like, he's sitting on my bridal horse and I'm on one of the paturity horses. And uh, I got the other paturity horse tied up. and. He's watching just a ton of us do rundowns and circles in the arena. He looks at me and goes, you are all carnies. This is what this is. You <laughs> might be riding horses, but you're carnies. Like, this is a whole different. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's you should try to explain what we do to a boat full of retired, successful people. Yeah, on this like, they were like, horses, what? Horses are a terrible investment. Yeah. <laughs> get out now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like Mindy and I were talking, when I called her to get her to come on here, it's the same thing. So you see, like, oh, I get to ride really nice horses. Mm-hmm. I still have to manage my guys and fix waters and yeah. help James and talk to clients and uh, fix the gopher hole in the round pen. Just, you know. Yeah. While you manage an insurance claim from somebody that hit you in a parking lot, while you make freshman survival kits, while you, I mean, the list goes on. How would you even put it out there? You know, that's why I always joke, like, when they, when companies don't want to hire moms after their kids, like, grow up, right? And I'm like, you should hire moms because they're really good at multitaskers. Yes. And if they're not good at it. They'll figure out how to be good at They'll it. They'll figure so. it out. I was even just filling out back to school forms. And I'm like, good gosh, the programs that you have to log into and familiarize yourself with how to pay the tuition, how to, you know, do the online forms for sports, how to, I mean, all the things <laughs> that you have to navigate through. It's ridiculous. No, it's uh, I was going to ask you this. I wanted to ask you this too, is um, because you're self-employed and your business is at in your hands. I mean, if you don't work the horses or you're just, it, success doesn't usually follow. Right. And so right. 
a two week vacation, I had to, I have to imagine was like probably really hard to get your husband to go on and you too, because you probably haven't done things like that outside of a horse show. Right. No, that is so true. So every year we try to take a vacation and we make it a priority to do so. Um, just because I was talking to you, Breck, earlier about how when your kids, it was my son's junior year and I felt like a time clock started and I just heard this tick, tick, tick of all the things that we haven't done with them or I hadn't taught him. And so while, you know, I feel like we've done a pretty good job. I mean, I, I didn't, he doesn't know how to cook. He knows how to make tuna fish sandwiches. And so I thought, oh my gosh, he's got to know how to make more than that. I've got to teach him how to look at his bank account online. I mean, it was all these things. And that also went along with traveling and showing our kids a different side, like on this cruise, you know, we were sitting at really fancy restaurants. And, you know, when I grew up, we knew which forks you ate with. And I'm like, oh, I, I forgot to do that with them. They know to put their napkin in their lap, but they didn't know what that silly little spoon was on top of your plate. So I still don't. I'm 41. <laughs> right? Those are just things that we were able to expose them to that I think they might use it, they might not, but they have that. So Brad and I both agreed that, you know, once a year, we will go on a vacation. So while it was hard in the beginning, it was easier. It's gotten easier now. Two Once weeks, you programmed yourself to do it. Yes. Two weeks was a little extreme. And um, by the end of it, Brad was chomping at the bit. Um, sad that our vacation was ending. And then also, like he said, he's never not worn jeans that long. He's like, he missed his jeans. He missed his routine. He missed all the things. But I think as um, any kind of professional that this is what we do, because you live, sleep, eat, breathe it. I mean, you get bad news, you go to bed, you know, discouraged. You, I mean, it's just such a roller coaster of highs and lows, especially when you're competing that you it need is. to time. Yeah. I don't even know if you have to be competing. It is the most, it, it is a freaking roller coaster. And yeah. but see, that's, I think like professional sports and horse show, like, you know, like Brad made the run for the million for, yeah. um, and our, for the cow horse this year. And I was like, so proud, right. From afar. I'm like, so proud for Brad. Thank and you. it's, um, and it's hard though, because like when we compete and Breck and I have had this conversation before. And for me, right. It's a very black and white thing. You're either good enough or you're not. Now, maybe you're just not good enough that day. <laughs> right. So black and white to be like, not good enough. Yeah. Not enough. Well, I yep. mean, and it doesn't even come down to, I mean, that too, but, um, you know, it comes down to the customers, the horses, yeah. all of it, the right. whole big ball. I mean, it's, it, it is what well, puts food on your table for your family. And well, that's the thing, right? So is, when you're not successful in the pen that day, mentally you really have to be like, but I am, but I am, right? Like right. I am good enough. Yes. Just because I didn't win today, I'm still good enough. I still have clients. I still do my job. I do all these things. But it's hard to have a bad, oh, you know, it's, it's hard to be surrounded by, like being there in Scottsdale for a while is the same thing. Like that was Cow Horse Central for a little bit. There's a lot of very successful people oh, that yeah. aren't always winning either, but it makes you not feel great sometimes. When no, you're you really have to be, you have to keep yourself centered and know your worth. And I think that's where our faith comes in is that we always. I was just going to say it, Mindy. Yeah, we, you have to stay centered. You know, we have a God centered life and we try to live that. And um, my friends and I laugh because when we go to horse shows and there's always drama at horse shows, we try to really separate ourselves from any of that. But you're always going to hear stuff. You're going to have a customer that's mad if their horse has a bad go. You know, even though 
you have no control of that. There's a horse, there's a cow, there's a lot of variables that go into showing, but they would like to put that stress and that dis disappointment on you and you take it, you take it on. And so we always laugh because um, I'll talk to my friends and I'll be like, I got to go, I got to go read my Bible and get right with my life, you know, because there's times where you don't, that's all you've got. That's all I've got. And while it's a lot, you've got, I think you've got to have that. You've got to have some, um, like a home base where you can touch home and be like, okay, you know what? We've got to get back to who we are and what we're meant to be. And there is a purpose for all of us. Finding that is not always easy. And sometimes it changes, but just knowing that you have that um, faith-centered life, I think has helped us a ton. I find myself leaning into God a lot lately because this business, and there's a lot of businesses, I'm sure you're running your own business. (laughs) What? I said, because you want to go back to corporate America. You don't want to get sucked back in. So you're going to you, you fight. <laughs> I know. Lean into your faith, sister. You do not <laughs> want to go there. In. I'm leaning <laughs> in. I'm like, man, why does it have to feel like it does? It feels like you're on a roller coaster. Like one yes. minute you're like getting ready and to go up on the big hill and everything's fun and fine. And then you freaking drop and you're like, oh my gosh. And it happens in a matter of every hour. Oh, every, every hour. hour. Yes. And it is the worst and best at the same time. And unless you're in this, it's hard to explain that. Um, But without that, I can see how people get depressed and they get to where they're overwhelmed and their relationships suffer, um, not only in their marriages. I mean, we see it a lot in what we do. Um, I think the cow horse is a lot better than a lot of different industries, but they look outside their marriage for, you know, finding that comfort and finding that acceptance and that, um, I don't even know, like just that, that new and exciting thing again, when it's not the horses or the industry that's bringing it to you. So I think just having that balance is hard to get, but it's so imperative. And it's something that I think if more people could lean into faith, uh, something bigger than themselves, it it just helps tremendously. It has for us. I know. Yeah. And I mean, this is is a divergent part of that, right? So you lean into faith, but the other thing in like, because I stalk you guys all on social media because I'm not part of that world anymore. (laughs) But you have also like an amazing girl gang, right? You got Christy and Trish and Kirsten. Like, so, you know, it's, it's the same thing, right? So again, you might not believe the same thing as all of them, but you have a group of women that understands, um, they're probably walking in your shoes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I can call any one of them. And while if I called one of my moms that I met at school, they, I would have to go on for 20 minutes just to tell them what I needed to tell them for the five to explain why I was telling them such things. Then I can be like, oh my gosh, our employee didn't show up until, you know, Brad was on his fourth horse and I had it, you know, and they go, oh, I know that's what so-and-so did. You know, I mean, you just get it. You get it. You understand when people don't pay on time. You understand commissions. You, I mean, you just, we all speak the same lingo. And when you find your, I know it sounds so cliche, but when you find your tribe, you have to hold on to them because those are the people that get you through so much of your daily activity, especially at horse shows, because that's where emotions are flying. You know, it's easy to be, when you're at when you're at home, it's easy to stay true to who you are and what your routines are. And, you know, all of that is super easy. When you're at a horse show, 
and you lose a cow in the herd or, you know, your horse slips going down the fence. I mean, they're just little bitty things that take you out of it from being a hero to being, eh, yeah. yeah, he's a nice guy, you know, which for me, a lot and that's part of the, the roller coaster of emotions of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is not, this is not supposed to be, this is supposed to be fun. It should be like this. Like, what about that Why lady? I feel like this all the time. I was so lucky. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, okay, like you just read the comment, right? Like he's a nice guy. So I joke a lot that nice is the worst compliment you can get. <laughs> right? Because see, I've got someone agrees with me because it's like the worst. Like, oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Brad gets, and Brad is. Honestly, Brad, Brad, Brad is nice. He's yeah. other things too. Like you can be nice and a dick. Yes. Right? But if the only compliment that you get is that you're nice and you're yeah, it's like and, <coughs> the chubby girl, she's got a great personality. Like, yeah, right? like I want that. That's what nice is. I know Brad gets it a lot, and I'm like, hey, but did you know? You know, and I feel like I'm the one that's always going to bat for him, and he's like, it's fine, don't worry about it, because he's the smiley guy. That's always the nice guy, for sure. But it's not. It's. It is. So that's what we talk about too, right? And I was the person that never needed a lot of friends, right? I was always the person that would be your friend. I could hold you up, but I didn't have to have other people until I got older. And then I was like, man, it's lonely not having people. Yes. Just and to do life with. Yeah. Because it's the same thing, right? Like I can call my friend and be like, this motherfucker right here. And they're like, oh, tell me. And then they and then you drop the call and it's like, oh damn, that did not happen. You're like, yeah, eat our back on what the happened? <laughs> well, so um Trish Gilson and Christy Berg and I, we have this thing where we all have each other's addresses on our Amazon cart. And so we know how this business is. So randomly I'll get a, a coffee mug that says, like, you've got this you know, you're doing great. You're, you know, more love than, you know, whatever, you know, or a pair of socks. I mean, they're nothing big, but it's just, we have that with each other because sometimes it's unspoken words. Like they didn't know I was having a bad day. They didn't know I was struggling, but maybe they were too. And they saw the need and the urgency to send me something to let me know like, Hey, I got you, which is huge. It's huge in this world. And especially with girls, because I think that it's so important for us to all build each other up and keep each other accountable and hold each other's hand just like this. Like people out on the outside don't know. I mean, I'm really a housewife, you know, but good gosh, the things that go along with me being a housewife and a stay at home mom are not what maybe typical housewives and stay at home moms are. There's a lot that's I to knew it. it. You were, you're a kept housewife, aren't you, Minnie? I am. I mean, look at this. <laughs> Brad, just, Brad just starts to have to start winning a lot more money for her to be happy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think it's, I, I, I actually had this conversation with two of my other girlfriends the other day, right? Like, I don't dislike birthdays. I like birthdays. But I'm the person that would rather see something that yes. reminds me of you and then give it to you right away. Like Sarah, my one girlfriend was actually in the truck. I was talking to her. She sold like this mermaid cup from Starbucks. And so she gave it to me and I'm supposed to be, it's like, she had a reason why she was giving it to me, but it was really that she saw it. She thought of me and gave yeah. it to me. And uh, I told her, I was like, I can't hold things over for birthdays because I will hide them and then forget where I hid them. But I am the person that like, if I see something I'm like, Oh, this reminds me of so and so. I'm just gonna get it and give it to them. 
Yeah. Isn't that Because great? again, it's that appreciation, right? It's just like what you're asking for from your husband and kids, but that's what we need in our uh, friends. And I think, absolutely. and I think girlfriends do, especially as we get, especially as we get older, I think you go, you watch women go one of two ways um, where they really close themselves off or they just start to open themselves back up to more because it isn't a competition. It's not a competition. I think as you get older, you realize you're not in competition with other people. Exactly. Your insecurities go away. You know, I mean, Lord, I'm like, I I wish I would have appreciated that face that didn't have wrinkles or that body that, you know, was not perfect, but way more than it is now. But you know what? Maybe, maybe we're supposed to have these bodies and these wrinkles for humility (laughs) to give ourselves a little like, Hey girl, you got to laugh at yourself sometimes. It's okay. It's fine. And, And to be comfortable in this skin, that's huge. And to have friends that support you through that, I think is a big, is a big part of it too. Um, I wish that I did more Botox. I used to, when I worked in corporate, I did. I know. Now I'm like, (laughs) I'm afraid that if I get this awesome hat wrinkle, because that's what it's from, is my cowboy hat every day, is that the Botox will just like slip and then I'll get the Neanderthal (laughs) brow (laughs) Well, I'll have this deal right here. Yes. And my other thing too is like, I have a, I have a giant smile, right? Like everything wrinkles when I smile. Uh, I just, I think I would displace all the Botox. And my other girlfriend that's been doing it, she's getting like the Botox eyebrows, like where it's like. So oh, yeah. See, you see a lot of that around here. Well, Not oh, cute. if I went in, I mean, they would, it would be a lot. Like, I can't even, I don't even know how many tubes that they'd need to do a lot. Like, <laughs> no, you're beautiful. Look, she's don't. gorgeous. Don't let her. Yeah. I, oh, did gua- but- no, I did the wash at night. What I was going to say is, um, you know, my hands are so callous and I sometimes look at them and I see the wrinkles on my face and Mindy, the body that is no longer. Right. But I kind of think that, I mean, yeah, I'd love to look or I'd love to have the great, you know, great body and the perfect face. But in all reality, that's not who I am. And mm-hmm. I think that the calluses show a story of hard work that absolutely I love, that I love. And it's our story of who we are as women and what we've done for our family and the life yeah. that we've helped create and build. And I think that if you do all that stuff and it goes away, you kind of forget who you are at the end of the day. 100%. 100%. I agree completely. But if you want to do that, we're around board with that too. Oh, absolutely. I just said that I want, I mean, my, yeah, my I, girlfriend, I, I, she I texted me yesterday. We had you a, want to come with me to a Botox appointment on Friday? And I'm like, I just, yeah. I'm girl, afraid. yes, but no, I can't. <laughs> I've I got know, to because my husband wants to go to Morgan Wallen on Thursday night. And those tickets are $220 and I'm probably going to need $400 worth of Botox. So I'm like, now I'm choosing between furniture, Morgan Wallen and Botox. You're not choosing. Furniture isn't even in that that equation. Morgan Wallen might win. There's a good chance. I I say go for the experience. The Botox and the furniture will always be there. What I think too, like, you know, when you're, when you're younger, right. 
and like this is this has to be true probably more true for you because you're a rodeo queen right uh when you're younger you think you have to look a certain way and then like i joke now that i really like i'm not as attractive as i used to be but when i know i'm not this isn't me asking for pity right but like my husband still looks at me like i am and i'm just like sometimes i wish you wouldn't think i was (laughs) right you know and i and that's the other thing this is gonna go like you, you think there's all these boxes you have to fit and that you have to keep making them work. And then when you're just you, it ends up being a lot better. A lot better. And I, so my kids both go to a private school and um, in North Scottsdale and those women show up and they, sh- I mean, they show up. And so I have to literally have a conversation with myself every time I get out of my Jeep Grand Cherokee while they have their, you know, Teslas in their um, Bentleys and their, you know, things that they're over or whatever. Yeah. That I'm enough. And even though I'm probably putting body spray on before I go in, cause I was just at the barn or, you know, I'm like, girl, you're going to have to have a personality today. Cause that's all you've got going for you. But it is, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, like <laughs> Brad still thinks that I'm all that in a bag of chips or he tells me that. And so it makes me feel like I'm still relevant, even though I look at the mirror and I, I see all the the faults and the down, the downsides of who I'm not anymore. And I see those pictures of when I was rodeo queen and, but God, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't go back for one second. I love that time. And I loved those memories, but what I am now and who I, who I know I am is so much more than who I was trying to be. I'm going to take the train off the tracks for just a little bit. Have you guys seen those AI uh, photos or whatever? No. On the TikTok. It's like AI photos. I mean, it takes a regular person like you and I and makes us look like supermodels. Isn't that really? Uh, So when I did the one, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing. So when I did the one on TikTok, it's on my TikTok. You uh, did it? I do. I just look like a peasant. Like a peasant (laughs) in front of a barn. So like you dress like uh, in Target clothes? Like, no work. I mean, I look like, you know, in fairness, I look like a medieval peasant, so I should <laughs> But it's got like this and like the headband. I'm in front of a barn. It doesn't oh. give me a great eye shape. Like it's. Oh my it, gosh, I'm going to try it. AI hurt my feelings. <laughs> it did you dirty. AI hurt my feelings. I love it. Oh, it hurt your feels. Oh, that's so funny. So we laugh because we have a really good. I'm telling all my stories, but we have a really good secondhand store in Scottsdale, which you can only imagine. I mean, all the brand names. You know, I, I, I'm with you, girl. I'm yeah. going to come shopping with you when you come back in the winter. So all my friends, I'll be like, where are you going? And they'll, you know, if they're going like uh, Trish Gilson just went to Costa Rica. I'm like, oh, do you need some clothes? I'll send you some clothes. And she's like, no, I think I'm good. I'm like, you don't like dead Aunt Mary's clothes? Like, what's your problem? <laughs> so we laugh about, and that's going on this cruise, you know, is, it was an upper class cruise and they're like, yeah, I bet you're the only one wearing somebody else's clothes from Goodwill or, you know, this secondhand store. And I'm like, that's, that's me. That's <laughs> yeah. me. I love it. Mean, I like to call it vintage. Sounds okay. Better. Vintage. Okay. Vintage. Not dead Aunt Mary's okay, clothes. Vintage is very, it's not dead Aunt Mary's clothes. It's vintage. Because <laughs> vintage. You just have if to you make it like vintage or classic, then... they can't judge you. That's true. And you know what? What about all the fancy jewelry rich people wear? Because that's all someone's dead stuff. I'm just yes. saying. Yes. It has to be, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. And 
like I, I just most can't. women like vintage is really in so that's true tell me your vintage store you go to I mean oh it's called my sister's closet if you're ever in Scottsdale you have to go it is amazing now Breck's gonna go I'm gonna do yeah. it I'm gonna you gotta that. go Breck you call me when you get to Arizona I will take you I we love had that a, kind of shit we I had a, one who Mindy I like to go to flea markets and I'm obsessed with vintage and so last year I went to a flea market. With bargaining. It's not about this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with all of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I bought, I found this vendor who had belts, like the really cool buck stitch. Oh, yes. they all had names on them. And my yeah. favorite one says Betty. And I wear it all the time. <laughs> and, so, and everybody's like, who is Betty? Is that like your nickname or something? I'm like, eh, no, it's vintage. And then well, I did have somebody say, well, you should start telling people it's your horse. And I'm like, that is really good. I think I'm going to do that. Oh, I, I freaking love, love it. I think it's great. Yeah. I, I have a big stitch belt from Etsy too. And I get the most compliments on it, but yeah, I don't, I just can't, I can't go to Lululemon and spend that kind of money, but I do like Lululemon. So I just find it. At oh. my sister's closet. My sister's closet. <laughs> So, uh, so Brett, Drew, Brett read a bunch of Lululemon at a garage sale, right? Oh, score. Doesn't it feel good? It just feels good. I yeah. am. Uh, Mindy, we went all day one day. We went from seven in the morning until five. We had the freaking Pathfinder just filled. The, there was no room for really? the Pathfinder. I bought a freaking banjo. I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, banjo. I, uh, it was a dollar. It's like in this like super. It was only a dollar. Do you know like how bad that logic is for me, especially at Target? Like it's just a dollar. Yeah, just so it. it's only a dollar. The Fifty dollars later, like extreme history. The case alone is worth at least ten. It's cool. It's really cool. <laughs> I bought some. I, yeah, I mean, like. Oh, that's fantastic. Ugh, it doesn't help it. that my husband completely supports it either. Mine doesn't. Well, okay. he does. He he would be terrible at going with me because we'd have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, uh, James just buys cows and I buy my shirts off of Amazon when they're on oh. sale for like $20. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't feel bad if you need to throw them away or you go to the... Yeah, so I really got into it. like Amazon yeah. Essentials button down shirts because they look yes. nice and they're yes. super cheap and I buy it like... I have a lot of the same ones because there's only like in the linen, there's only like the linen <laughs> feeling cotton. There's only like six designs. Seems like you wore that shirt yesterday. I was like, I wore this pattern yesterday. I did not wear this <laughs> not shirt. This shirt. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't like to thrift. Again, it's too much peopling for me, right? Like I don't oh, want to, yeah. I don't want to people. Yeah, I love it. Like, I don't. You watch medieval shit on TikTok. I yes. watch people's garage ceiling finds, Remy. I'm like, <laughs> love it. Like, I would love like one of those 1960 time capsule estate sales, which you could probably find, Mindy. Like, yes. that's what I want to do. I want to find one of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah the problem is, if you can find them, uh, everyone else can find them too. And yeah. then it's expensive because there was one I went to in Palm Springs because they had a bunch of like the 60s mod stuff, which I just thought was neat. 
Yes. And it went for more than it should have gone, like, even if it was brand new. And I was like, oh, well. no. No, you can't do that. But no, I do want to tell you that in Arizona, there's a medieval times. Have you been to that? Not, not, not the, not the jousting one, like a whole, oh, it's called Renaissance, the Renaissance fair. Have you been, have you heard of it? I have not gone to a Renaissance fair because that's not my jam. My jam is reading like Latin texts. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking. We do take the boys to medieval times because we have one here. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just. I don't know. I think you should come to the. To the Rumi, I feel like that could be a potential career path for you when you decide that you don't want to do cows and horses anymore. You can <laughs> I feel like up I don't make enough food. money right now with cows and horses. Doing cosplay for a renaissance period is probably not going to pay me more money. <laughs> I feel like your TikTok views would really increase if you started doing whatever you just said. Okay, so my two highest TikTok views, right, was one... Preston hot shotting Jackson and um my other one I made solely for me which was about walking through the um mud in my cowboy boots and talking about how they didn't leak it has like a hundred thousand views wow comments and I was like that's of all the carefully curated or funny things I did that's that's what got you cool Remy do you know um what is that? There's that just fans only. Oh, Chris, oh. tell me about it. We all missed the boat on Maybe that. I don't even think. pictures of your feet. But, uh, and okay, but like they got in a lot of trouble in the last two years for not taxing sex workers correctly. It's this whole thing. But I think, <laughs> is it even still going? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. But I evaluate my feet every time I think that we need extra money. Horse feet. No one wants to see pictures of my feet. Mine are bad. Like you wouldn't want to see them. I don't think you want to see mine either. They look like Fred Flintstone feet, but I seriously take a hard look at them every time. Like, you know, before yeah. vacation, I'm like, oh, pop off the hands. Are your hands good? They're not good either. <laughs> my hands, like I'm callous hands, but I have like a nice nail shape. But I went to go get my, uh, like naturally, it's not because I do anything. Just my nails are nice and long and square. <laughs> One time I went to go get a manicure and a pedicure and the lady's doing my, she does my hands first and then she's working on my feet. Or no, she did my feet first and she's working on my hands. She looks at me, she goes, such nice hands, such bad feet. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> thank <"Thanks."> you. <laughs> I think, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you Yay. today, Mindy. Thank you for having um, me. This has been a fun time. You're yes, so fun. I know cool people. I'm just saying. You do, you do know cool people. I don't know if I'm one of them, but you do know cool people. <laughs> I love it. I, I love our whole conversation. Um, I feel like there's a whole slew of things that we didn't even cover. So we'll have to have Mindy back on. Yeah, anytime. Really. I love to talk, <laughs> as you know. Us too. That's the reason we have our own podcast. So yeah, I think that's together. awesome. Well, I tried to get one of Mindy's besties and Christy Berg on for like the last year and a half. Oh, yeah. She won't come on. No, she even said, she's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could do it together. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's the best. what it is. Yes. She is, is the she best. scared to be like in front of the camera or. She is a very private person. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing you know, because we're so good at what we do, we're talking about 
the thrift store, vintage thrift stores that we shop at. We're divulging all of our Botox secrets. Like, yeah. You know what we have to do is when you guys come over for a horse show, Mindy, we will set it up and we'll like be in person together. That's a great idea. And I will take her to the winery first. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's the key with her. I do get her liquored up. Video of her doing the running man that I can always hold over her head. Well, um, I'm sorry that I was late, ladies. That's okay. It all ended up working out. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you. you, so much. Thank you for being warm and open. Like always, Mindy. You're transparent. Oh, yeah. That's all out there. No secrets here. (laughs) Me neither. Yeah. Obviously. I'm over that. (laughs) Have the best day. Yeah. See you guys, too. Um, See you next week, Remy. Yes. So until next week, be bold, be brave, and be humble. See you next week, ladies. Thanks again, Mindy. You're welcome. Bye-bye.